good morning good afternoon good evening esteemed family depending on wherever you are connected from welcome to inspired by the word global times of devotion first of all i'd like to use this opportunity to thank esteemed sister makama for this opportunity leading to this session of intercessory prayers esteemed family please have posted a prayer focus in the chat room and today we are praying for that we are praying, thanking God for the ability to walk in line with his plans and purpose for our lives. So we pray fervently in tongues, thanking God for revealing his purpose in us and his ability in us to walk in his plan and purpose. We will thank God that none of us will fall away, will fall off the way, especially in these last days, as we prepare for the rapture of the church in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we've been listening to the purpose messages pastor has made us aware that purpose is very important and focus is also very important in our work so we pray and thank god and the scripture is from psalm 100 verse 4 in the message bible which says that the message translation enter with the password thank you make yourselves at home talking praise thank him worship him esteemed family pen wherever you are connected from kindly unmute your mic and intercede fervently Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for revealing your purpose in each one of us. Indeed, our lives are relevant to this generation. Thank you for showing us the reason for which we were born now for which we were not born in any other generation but this generation. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Indeed, thank you that we are not carried away by the world symbols of success, that we live our best life now. Thank you. Thank you for making your purpose so important in, your, in our lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for choosing 
each one of us to know your will for our lives. Thank you for making us focus. We are focused on fulfilling your purpose. We are not swayed away and we do not go in different directions. In the end, when we stand before you, indeed, we will boldly declare that we have fought a good fight. We will boldly declare that we come Pleased our purpose for which we were born in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for this opportunity to thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Esteemed family, once again, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank esteemed sister Makama for this opportunity to lead into this session of intercessory and thanksgiving prayers. Thank you so much, my God bless you, and I love you so dearly. I also want to thank the prayer team, esteemed Dr. Keoma and esteemed sister Peace, for this opportunity. Esteemed family, thank each and every one of you for availing yourself to thank God this morning for his purpose in our lives, for giving us focus to walk in his will for our lives. Indeed, we all continue to walk in his purpose for our lives and none of us will fall away in these end times. Thank you. Right, so we are hand over to the worship and praise team. Thank you so much for this opportunity. As the morning dew, your love is refreshing. The spirit in your presence, joy overwhelming. In your light, I see light. Spirit of my life, you're the essence of life, life is greater than all, God my creator. As the morning dew, your life is refreshing, the spirit in your presence Joy overwhelming in your light, I see love, spirit of my life. You're the essence of love, love is greater than all. God, my creator, all generations worship you. You rule over nations and their leaders with righteousness and justice and jury. In glory and in power, Lord, you reign. In glory and in power, all generations worship you. You rule over nations and their leaders with righteousness and justice and reign In glory and in power, Lord, you reign. 
in glory and in power. Oh, as the morning dew, your love is refreshing. There's peace in your presence, joy overwhelming. In your light, I see light, the spirit of my life. You're the essence of life, love is greater than all. God, my creator. All generations worship you. You rule over nations and the leaders with righteousness and justice and jure. In glory and in power, Lord, you reign. In glory and in power, all generations worship you. Rule over nations and the leaders with righteousness and justice. And you reign in glory and in power, Lord, you reign in glory and in power, in glory and in power, mighty God, you Child of God, wherever you are, just worship him in tongues. Give him thanksgiving in tongues of the Spirit. For he who prayeth, who speaketh in an unknown tongue, talks to the Father. Because it is language of the Spirit. 
and our Father is the Spirit. Levrosi te balika sunti ente le barosi kabaya. Levrako zaye gezente ente le kisunte libaya. Makosa kabaya. His love is refreshing. <laughs> oh, bakosa kabaya. There is peace, joy in his presence. Levrako sata ante libarosi kabaya. Oh, bakosa ante libarosi kabaya. He is the essence of love. He is love himself. He is light himself. He is life himself. The one who created and nothing created him. The ruler over nations. He is the king of kings. He is the lord of lords. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Malikarosa andele barosika bakose televra kabaya. Oh, the Bible calls him the Lord of the heavens armies. He is known as Jehovah Sabaoth, the commander general of the gazillions of battalions of armies in the heaven. There is none like him. Who can contend with him? He is the mighty God, the all-powerful God. The one who reigns to eternity. From everlasting to everlasting, he reigns and he rules. In his supremacy, in his sovereignty, he has called us to himself. And has said to us, that we are his heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Father, we worship you. Father, we thank you, O God. Oh, hallowed be thy name forever. We worship you. We hallow you. We glorify you. We reverence you, our Father. The one who loves us just the way we ought to be loved. In you we live and move and have our being. Thank you for imparting us with your spirits. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you, Lord. And as we give attention to your word this morning, we decree and we declare there is clarity, answers. Father, O oh God, we receive fresh insight, revelation knowledge upon knowledge until we come into the full revelation of him who created knowledge. Ah, we know as we ought to know. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom for revelation. Glory be to your name forever. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl connected to this call goes back the same. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to you, Father. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, the esteemed sister Tina, for the amazing time of prayer. Thank you, esteemed sister Mutinta, for leading us to worship. Glory to God. And esteemed family, welcome. Today is Saturday. So today, I, I, I guess many of us are working. So we ought to participate fully. If you're sleeping, you can wake up now. <laughs> Clarity to God. Today is Saturday, the 20th of January, 2024. And the title of today's devotional is Be Zealous for Him. Glory to God. You can say to yourself, I am zealous for Him. Oh, God, glory to God. If you're zealous for him, you'll be awake now, right? <laughs> Are you sleeping and zealous? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Our theme scripture for today is taken from Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. And the Bible says, I know thy works, that thou art neither Cold nor hot, because thou said, I am rich and increased with goods. Nothing. Says to us, Ladosia was a rich city. It was located on major trade routes and was a center of currency exchange, even when parts of the city were destroyed by an earthquake. They were able to reject financial assistance, assistance from imperialists because they had enough money to rebuild. However, because they were rich and had enough resources at their disposal, they became spiritually lukewarm. They became spiritually lukewarm. To be lukewarm means to be cold, expressionless, inactive, or passive. Hey! If you heard this, better run to the chat room and <laughs> initiate your activeness. <laughs> ah, see, you see, oh dear Lord God, to be lukewarm, your lukewarmness can show in the devotional. I hope you know. Because when the spirit of God, when you hear the word of God, you're not supposed to remain the same. When the worship comes to you, there must be an expression. So, oh, the Bible says that the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits. Have you read that scripture? See, that the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. When the word of God comes to you, it bears witness with your spirit, and your spirit is not supposed to remain the same. Your spirit is not supposed to have an expressionless attitude. Because the Bible says, Jesus talking to his disciples that this 
spirits are speak to you. They are spirits and they are life. When life hits something that is lifeless, it is not the same. When the spirit of God, when the word of God comes to you, you are not supposed to remain the same. That is why pastor will say sometimes when he's teaching and he will say, I read the scripture and I started screaming. It does not only happen during your meditation. As a matter of fact, it starts during the devotion. When you are worshipping, do you remain the same? How do you lie down to worship? Like, are you, I'm not telling you that there is a standard posture for worship. But I keep wondering, how do people lie down to worship? How do people, are they meditating and worshipping? It's possible. How do people comfortably, you know, not have that Ignition in their spirits that the word of God comes to them and it hits them and there is a spark. As I'm talking to you, you're, you're sure I'm standing up right now, right? Yeah, I, 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 when I started, when I was greeting, I, I was sitting down. But by the time I read the scripture, I knew something was coming. sit anymore. So when we talk about lukewarmness, it's not just for people who are backsliding. It's when we take that attitude that the word of God has lost all of its power. We know it all. Kai, what a dangerous place to ever get into. But it starts with an inaction. Let's run. That's like some people today who say, yes, I am a Christian, but I'm not so into it. Pretty quiet and calm. Hey, ignorance on a rampage. Hey, Yakabaya, we are not those people. <laughs> when we enter, there was no. Hey, Yakabaya. Ah, we don't speak, we don't speak in tongues with Fune. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. We don't do it codedly. We do it as the Spirit of God gains expression through us because we are yielded to Him. But Jesus said to the Ladosians, Thou art neither cold nor hot. I will thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit thou out of my mouth. Revelations 3, 15 to 16. You know, others thou and art simply meant that Jesus was saying, I would have preferred if you were hot or cold. But because you are neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. I have no use for people who are expressionless. Have you ever been talking to someone? You know, expressionless, you know, it, it gives off that boredom vibe. Imagine how you're excited with great news and then you come to your friend to see what I have heard, see what happened, and the person just gives you a very blank expression. You know that, you ju- that that is the wrong person. But imagine if you're bringing the news to me. As you're shouting, I've started shouting. We are I've not said anything yet. We are just shouting. Glory, glory. 
anything before you know it we start speaking in tongues we don't even share the news yet something is speaking through us let's run in other words he found them disgusting and was about to vomit them out sadly the people didn't know this they didn't know that each time they gathered they didn't know that each time they gathered together the master stayed outside and didn't enter their church. They didn't know that each time they gathered together, because of their expressionless, because of their, their blunt disposition, because of their coldness, hey, the master stayed outside and didn't enter their church. See, child of God, Ah, Spirit of God, help us to understand this. You might be committing to the devotion every day. You might be doing all the tasks every day. Are you hot for it? Or is it because of your expressionless? The master is outside. Let's go, please. That's why he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelation 3.20. He was supposed to be inside, but he was disgusted. Hey, those people are not in this house. Ah, God, God is with us. Ah, ah, he lives in us. He's not, he cannot be disgusted by us. No, 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 no. Jesus admonished the Lodatians not to trust in their riches, but to be zealous. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. You know, yesterday, it says Maka was talking to us. See, you see those words, those times they think Sister Maka, eh? They are gold. You see those, those times, eh? See, you don't know what you have until you lose what you have. They People in this life who do not have anybody who cautions them. Their foolishness is always on display. They wait. You know how Apostle Paul said, trouble me no more for I bear the mark of Christ on my body. That is how they bear the mark of their foolishness on their body. But we are in a house where, see, the rumor of foolishness is around. The rumor, they're just talking about it. it we've, it's not even entered. The rumor. And we have a sin sister, Maka. Who would always admonish us in righteousness? You think that when she was done, that it's all like that. I took the matter to my office. Eh? That devotion continued in my office. And I put an end to all of that nonsense. Because how then do we spread the gospel? If you hear it and package it and hold it. As many as I love, I rebuke and chest it. Be zealous. It takes the act of zealousness to do that same for preserve. And repent. The instruction is to repent. The instruction is not for you to weigh the matter and know whether you're on the right or wrong. The instruction is not for you to start contemplating on an explanation. 
The instruction is for you to be zealous to God and repent. To be zealous means to be afire or hot with zeal. He doesn't want you cold or lukewarm. In fact, he commands you to be zealous. It is a command. It is better to be zealous than to be lukewarm. How zealous can you be for Jesus to say, Ah, it's enough. It will only be enough when we get to heaven. See, our own can never get too much. Do not let them deceive you. It can never be enough until we get to heaven. Don't let anyone deceive you and tell you that you're doing too much for God. Hey, be your best and live your best for him. Be your best and live your best for him. There is no place for compromise. There is no place for negotiation. Be zealous. It is either you are a fire or you are cold. Whatever you do, don't get to that place where people are in doubt of who you are. Thank you, Esteem Stamaka, for this amazing, amazing opportunity. Thank you, Esteem family. God bless you. Over to you now, Esteem Sister Oge. God bless you. It seems so kindly you unmute yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Kell. Thank you for that very inspiring Rhapsody segment. I do my best and I live my best for God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, dear Sim Stamaka, for the opportunity to handle this segment of our devotion this morning. Esteem family, right now, we're going to proceed to the Bible study segment of our devotion. And I'll start with the further study. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Titus 2, 12, uh, Titus chapter 2, 13 to 14. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify us and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. John chapter 2 and verse 17, And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house had eaten me up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The same family right now, we're going to be taking the prayer together. <clears throat> Dear Father, I'm always passionate, vibrant and aglow, in my spirit, fired up and ready to spread the gospel to my world. I'm a burning and a shining light, illuminating my world with the message of eternal life, leading many out of the shackles of darkness into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Thank you for your light that shines brightly in and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Esteem family, we proceed now to the one-year Bible reading plan. I'll take the New Testament portion of today's reading and we'll read from the book of Matthew chapter 13 from verse 44 into chapter 14 from verse 1 to 12. And that will be done in the New Living Translation, the NLT. Parables of the Hidden Treasure and the Pearl. 
The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Parable of the fishing net. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught every kind of fish and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore, sat down and sorted the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fairy furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand all these things? Yes, they said we do. Then he added, every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. Jesus rejected at Nazareth. When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown, where he taught there in the, when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, "Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do the, and the power to do miracles?" Then they scoffed, "He's just a carpenter's son, and we know Mary his mother and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things?" And, and they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their own belief. The death of John the Baptist, chapter 14. When Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, heard about Jesus, he said to his advisors, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a favor to his wife, Herodias, the former wife of Herod's brother, Philip. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of a riot because all the people believed John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias' daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him. So he promised with a vow to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tree. Then the king regretted what he had said. But because of the vow he had made in front of his guests, he issued the necessary orders. So John was beheaded in prison and his head was brought on a tree and given to the girl who took it to their mother. I wonder what they did with the head. <laughs> Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. Praise the Lord. With that, we've come to the end of our New Testament portion for um for today's reading. Uh, thank you so much once again, dear Sam Samaka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'm going to hand over to the Old Testament team. Do have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the devotion. God bless you. God bless you too, esteemed sister. Okay, praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. 
depending on where you are connected from. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for the opportunity to take the Old Testament Bible reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Praise the Lord. Today, esteemed family, will be reading chapters 46 through to 48 of the book of Genesis in the NLT translation. I will be a bit fast because we have uh, three chapters to read today. Praise the Lord. We're still on Jacob's case and Joseph's case. Praise the Lord. So chapter 46, Jacob's journey to Egypt. So Jacob set out for Egypt with all his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father. The voice said, do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make your family into a great nation. I will go with you down to Egypt and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives into the wagons, had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all the personal belongings they had acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt, sons and grandchildren, daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants. These are the names of the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob, who went to Egypt. Shut up, yeah. Reuben was Jacob's oldest son. The sons of Reuben were Hanoch, Palau, Palu, Hezron, and Carmin. The sons of Simeon were Jemal, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shal. <laughs> Shaul's mother was a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Jeshon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Judah were Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. Though Era and Onan had died in the land of Canaan, the sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamol. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Puha, Zashab, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun were Sered, Elon, and Zalel. The son, these were the sons of Leah and Jacob who were born in Pad Aram in addition to their, do- to their daughter Dina. The number of Jacob's descendants, male and female, though through Leah were 33. Right. The sons of God were Zephron, Hagi, Shuni, Ezbon, Eri, Arod, Arodi, and Areli. I hope that's a girl. The sons of Ashra were Im, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Berai. Their sister was Sarai, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Berai's sons were Heber and Melchel. These were the sons of Zelpa, the servant given to Leah by the by her father, 
Laban, the number of Jacob's descendants through Zelpa were 16. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, were Joseph and Benjamin. <laughs> So you give better. Jacob's sons born in the land of Egypt were Manasseh and Ephraim. Their mother was Esnaf, the daughter of Potphera, the son of On. Je Benjamin's sons were Bella, Be Becca, Ashbel, Gera, Naman, Ehi, Rosh, Rosh, <laughs> Mopim, Himpim, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel and Jacob. The number of Jacob's descendants through Rachel were four, was 14. The son of God was Ashim. The sons of Naphtali were Jahazel, Jahazel, Guni, Jezel, and Shilim. Shilim. These were the sons of Bilhah the servant given to Rachel by her father, Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Bilhah was seven. The total number of Jacob's direct descendants who went with him to Egypt, not counting his son's wives, were 66. In addition, Joseph had two sons who were born in Egypt. Altogether, they were six. 70 members of Jacob's family in the land of Egypt. <laughs> Caption, Jacob's family arrives in Gesh Geshen. As they, as they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead. Sorry. As they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead to meet Joseph and, ga and get directions to the region of Goshen. And when they arrived there, Jacob, Joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to Geshen to meet his father, Jacob. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Finally, Jacob said to Joseph, now I'm ready to die. Hey, you have a to live. You decide when you go. Since I have seen your face again and know you are still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's entire family, I will go to Pharaoh and tell him, my brothers and my father's entire family have come to me from the land of Canaan. These men are shepherds and they raise livestock. Hey, they have brought them they have brought with them their flocks and herds and everything they own. Then he said, when Pharaoh calls for you and asks you about your occupation, you must tell him, we, your servants, have raised livestock all our lives, as our ancestors have, also, have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Geshen, or the region of Geshen, for the Egyptians despise shepherds. Chapter 47, Jacob blesses Pharaoh. Then Jacob, then Joseph went to see Pharaoh and told him, my father and my brothers have arrived from the land of Canaan. They have come with all their flocks and herds and possessions, and they are now in the region of Goshen. Joseph took five of his brothers with him and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked the brothers, what is your occupation? 
they replied, we, your servants, are shepherds, just like our ancestors. We have come to live here in Egypt for a while, mm -hmm. for there is no pasture for for our flocks in Canaan. The famine is very severe there. So please, we request permission to live in the region of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, now that your father and brothers have joined you here, choose any place in the entire land of Egypt for them to live. Give them the best land of Egypt. Give let them live in the region of Goshen. And if any of them have special skills, put them in charge of my livestock too. Hey! Then Joseph brought in his father, Jacob, and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. How old are you? Pharaoh asked him. Jacob replied, I've traveled this earth for 108 Oh, and 30 hard years, but my life has been short compared to the lives of my ancestors. Agreed. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before leaving his coat. So Joseph assigned the best land of Egypt, the region of Rameses, to his father and his brothers. And he settled them there, just as Pharaoh had commanded. Verse 12. And Joseph provided food for his father and his brothers in amounts appropriate to the number of their descendants, including their smallest children. Caption, Joseph's leadership in the famine, verse 13. Meanwhile, the famine became so severe that all the food was used up and the people were starving throughout the land of Egypt and Canaan. By selling grain to the people, Jacob, Joseph eventually collected all the money in Egypt and Canaan, and he put the money in Pharaoh's treasury. When the people of Egypt and Canaan ran out of money, all the Egyptians came to Joseph. Our money is gone, they cried. But please give us food or we will die before your very eyes. Jacob, oh, Joseph replied, since your money is gone, bring me your livestock. I will give you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph in exchange for food. Hmm. In exchange for their horses, flocks, of sheep and goats, heads of cattle and donkeys. Joseph provided them with food for another year, but that year ended and the next year they came again and said, we cannot hide the truth from you, my Lord. Our money is gone and all our livestock and cattle are yours. We have nothing left to give but our bodies and our land. Why should we die before your very eyes? Buy us and our land in exchange for food. Hey, slavery we offer our land and ourselves as slaves for Pharaoh. Just, just give us grain so we may live and not die. And so the land does not become empty and desolate. So Joseph bought all the land for, of Egypt for Pharaoh. All the Egyptians sold him their fields because the famine was so severe. And soon all the land belonged to Pharaoh. Mm. As for the people, he made them all slaves from one end to of Egypt to the other. It doesn't sound like neocolonialism anyway. 
verse 22. The only land he did not buy was the land belonging to the priests. They received an allotment of food directly from Pharaoh, so they didn't need to sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, look, today I have bought you and your land for Pharaoh. I will provide you with seed so you can plant the fields. Then when you harvest it, one fifth of your crop will belong to Pharaoh. You may keep the remaining four fifths as seed for your fields and as food for you, your households and your little ones. Verse 25, you have saved our lives, they exclaimed. May it please you, my Lord, to let us be Pharaoh's servants. Joseph then issued a decree still in effect in the land of Egypt that Pharaoh should receive one-fifth of all the crops grown on his land. Only the land belonging to the priests was not given to Pharaoh. Meanwhile, the people of Israel settled in the region of Goshen in Egypt. They There they acquired property and they were fruitful and their population grew rapidly. Jacob lived for 70 years after his arrival in Egypt, so he lived 147 years in all. As the time of his at as the time of his death drew near, Jacob called for his son Joseph and said to him, please do me this favor. Put your hand under my thigh and swear that you will treat me with unfailing love by honoring this last request. Do not bury me in Egypt when I die. Please take my body out of Egypt and bury me with my ancestors. So Joseph promised I would do as you ask. Swear that you would do it. Jacob insisted. So Joseph gave his oath and Jacob bowed humbly at his head, at the head of his bed. Praise the Lord. The last chapter, <clears throat> Jacob blesses Manasseh and Ephraim. One day, not long after this word came to Joseph, your father is failing rapidly. So Joseph went to visit his father and he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to see you. So Jacob gathered his strength and sat up in his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at last in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful and I will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations and I will give you this land of Canaan to your ancestors, after, oh, to your descendants after you are an everlasting possession. Now I am claiming as you, as my own sons, sorry, let me just read that again, got distracted. Now I am claiming as my own sons, these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. They will be my sons, just as Reuben and Simeon are. But any children born to you in the future will be your own and they will inherit land within the territories of their brothers Ephraim and Manasseh. Long ago, as I was returning from Pad Aram, Rachel died in the land of Canaan. We were still on our way some distance from Ephrath. This is Bethlehem. So with great sorrow, I buried her there beside the road of Ephrath. Then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons? He asked. Yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons God 
has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Words. Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. So Joseph brought the, bro the boys close to him and Jacob kissed and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. Joseph moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees and bowed them with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. With his right hand, he directed Ephraim toward Jacob's left hand. And with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. But Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's heads. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim, though he was the younger boy, and he left and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, though he was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom your grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from Oham, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may the descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. But Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. So Joseph lifted it to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. No, my father, he said, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he replied. Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So jo Jacob blessed the boys that day with, the, with this blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing, Sharabaya. They will say, may the God... May God make you a pros as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Jacob said to Joseph, look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and take will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And behold, beyond what I have given your brothers, I'm giving you an extra portion of land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Sharabaya. Praise the Lord. Right away, we'll go into our affirmation segment. Praise the Lord. Oh, sorry for taking a lot of time. Hallelujah. Uh, Steam family, kindly unmute your mic. The affirmation is on the screen. My name is I have this of 
Apologies, esteemed family, for rushing through that. Praise the Lord. Time is fast spent. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Maka, for the opportunity to take the Old Testament Bible reading and the affirmation. I now hand over to the meditation team. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Francisca, and thank you, esteemed co-host. Thank you for a beautiful devotion so far. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Today is day 10. Day 10 in our journey, and the theme for today is full recovery. Can somebody help check the word recovery? Full recovery, Jeremiah 33, verse 6 and verse, verse 9. In the new revised standard version, there are keywords in this scripture that should excite you because this is what the Lord has done for you. Recovery generally refers just a second. Recovery generally refers to the process of recovering or regaining something lost or damaged. In different contexts, it can relate to physical health economics, data, or even emotional well-being. The specific meaning depends on the context in which the term is used. A return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. I, I think I want to dwell on that one, and I want to... I want to... So yesterday, the Spirit of God was ministering to me about certain people. Now, this applies to everybody, but there's a ministration this morning for certain people. If you are here, 
And in the past or in the present, you had to take care of a loved one who wasn't feeling well for a long time. And you missed out on several opportunities. If you had to drop out of school or drop out of work to do it, or you just couldn't get on with many things that you usually would do. Please raise your hand. It could be in the past, it could be in the present. But you had to take care of a loved one who was not feeling well. And it made you miss out on many things. There were places you could have gone that you did not go. And then if you were the one who was not feeling well, and you missed out on several opportunities, also raise your hand. Today is specially for you, and the Lord is asking me to tell you that you have full recovery. The seasons of your life that were stolen away from you, the opportunities that were stolen away from you, the business deals, business deals that you could not see through, the school that you had to drop out from, The Bible says when the thief is caught, he'll be made to pay. More faults than he had stolen. You are not recovering that which you lost. You are recovering more than you lost. Don't be surprised if at the workplace you get some special promotions that are not normal and other staff members did not get it. Don't be surprised if you just get some sudden favors where there are a lot of you, but you were singled out for it. Jeremiah 33, 6 and verse 9, it says, I am going to bring it to recovery. Now you can put your name there. I'm going to bring you recovery and healing. I will heal you and reveal to you abundance of prosperity and security. Now, he was talking about recovery and healing, but he was saying that he was going to bring prosperity, abundance of it and security. The Lord is aware that in a time of not feeling well, you lose out on prosperity opportunities. You are vulnerable and security can be an issue. I give an example, a loved one who had to stay in the hospital with a sick mom or dad or sibling. That loved one has to walk in the middle of the night sometimes trying to look for something. You want some, they want something in the hospital, the hospital doesn't want it. That loved one literally has to go out to look for it. You have to go out almost every day to go and get something that the loved one will eat, try to get this, try to get that. So your security was vulnerable. And the Lord is aware. I told you yesterday, or was it two days ago? I said, God knows all things. He knows. He said, I'm going to bring you recovery and healing. I will heal you and reveal to you 
abundance of prosperity and security. And this you shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and a glory before all the nations of the earth. I told you earlier this year, I said you are a global brand. <laughs> I said you are global. A glory before all the nations of the earth who shall hear of all the good that I will do for you. They shall fear and tremble because of all the good and all the prosperity I provide for you. Brothers and sisters, this word of God is for your now. You know, the Lord Jesus finished reading the scriptures and he says, this day is this word fulfilled. It was written in the Old Testament, but it was now documented for us in Luke chapter 4 and verse 8. So you can move Jeremiah 33, 6 and 9 to your own New Testament. This is for you. In any way, you have lost opportunities. You lost out on well-being. You lost out on your health. The Lord has caused you to have full recovery. Full recovery is what we have this day. And I say to you, congratulations. Let us take the communion. First Corinthians 11 and verse 23. First Corinthians 11, 23. Can I have the scripture for the communion on the screen? For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Oh, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, you are gracious and you are kind. <laughs> what a loving Father you are. And today you told you are telling us full recovery. Full recovery. Full. Check the meaning of the word full, someone. Full recovery. You've seen what recovery means. It didn't say just recovery, but it says full recovery. And then he told you, he said, I will go beyond the full recovery. You have more than that which was lost. Oh, Salagabaya. Whatever full recovery means to you, and this word is for everybody, complete in every particular. Oh, Kabaya. Complete, whole, lacking nothing. It, re it can refer to various contests, such as a container being filled to its maximum capacity, a person being satiated after eating, or a schedule being occupied with activities. Complete, complete, the maximum or complete size or amount, containing or holding as much or as possible Having no empty space. Lost relationships are also included. Lost relationships. You know, sometimes you do you are not feeling well, and somebody you are in a relationship with can get scared and leave. They are lost relationships. I said, whatever it is that you lost, you are getting it back. You are getting it back. And this one. <laughs> Now God run up. And the people we know, the whole world we know that this one was run by God. Some of you do not even know what the devil stole from you. Because at the time of the stealing, you did not know that it was yours. 
but you shall have full recovery. It doesn't matter whether you were aware or not, but get ready for shocking, amazing testimonies because you have full recovery, recovery of health, recovery of relationships, recovery of your marriage, recovery of your family, recovery of your jobs, of your business opportunities. Some of you, they, they were in a meeting. They discussed you out of certain um, deals. They made profit. You did not make profit. You did not even know that there was such a deal. You will get full recovery. And it is so, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, just as you have said to us, we believe and we receive these words in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had sought, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do as often as you drink it to remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just show the Lord's death till he comes. And brothers and sisters, you can stand in for a family member who is not here. Maybe you have a loved one who actually was in such a position. I see brand new cars for some reasons. I don't know why today, but I see brand new cars. Brothers and sisters, be expectant. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just shoot the Lord's dead till he comes. Lord, this is that blood, that cup of the new covenant sealed with your blood. Lord, this is it. This is it. It was sealed. It was defined. It was finished. The journey ended. And you said that we have all things and all things are ours. Today, you have told us full recovery in the year of redemption. <laughs> we redeem these recoveries that are rightfully ours in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please take the cup. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I see a special visitation for mothers. Mothers have to go through a lot in the course of their journey of motherhood. Sometimes it's a little child not feeling well. So mothers have to become housewives and work from home because of one family challenge or the other. So this is not a recent happening. It has happened literally throughout your journey of motherhood. You have full recovery. And in this season, it will be as though you just started your life because God will embarrass you with blessings. Brothers and sisters, take God's word to you this morning very seriously. You would experience full recovery. You will be so embarrassed with the blessings and the goodness of the Lord. He delights in it. And January is a beautiful month for you. It is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. And um, if you are joining us for the first time or today is your birthday, please leave us a message on the group. If it's your first time, please tell us your full name, where you're connected from and who invited you. Also, um, those who are giving an offering, please um, go ahead and send your offering to your churches. Today is a Saturday and um, if you have a testimony, please raise your hand while we're wrapping up the session. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sister Abodesi, are you online? 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sister Jessie, has your program started? Oh, Hallelujah. Those who are sending an offering, your offering is blessed and the Lord is pleased with your offerings. A book of remembrance is open unto you and so much that is accreed to you is made to happen for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. So do we have birthdays today? Do we have anyone joining us for the first time? Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, today's my accountability partner's birthday. Who is that? Pastor Oinye. And then we have um Sister Abigail says, oh, it's she's in a batch. Sister Chidimaneji, today is her birthday. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Happy birthday to them. Happy birthday to her. Brother, oh, he said, my mom joined us this morning. Oh, mommy, so good to have you. Happy birthday. Um, I want to say happy birthday. Welcome, ma. Welcome, ma. Good to have you join us. We love you, ma. And Sister Chidima Niji is here herself, and she says, today is my birthday. And yes, the Sister Oluwatobi Oloyede, she's my cell member. <laughs> and today is her birthday. Sister Toby, I love you so, so much. This woman is a kingdom warrior. Happy birthday, my darling. Praise God, praise God, praise God. My name is Corbin Terry Grace, connected from Biosa. I was invited by Brother Philip Hoddy, Sister Terry Grace. Good to have you join us. We love you and you're welcome to the family. I believe I didn't miss out on anything. Brothers and sisters, book review 11.30 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. Join whichever one that works for you. Praying for the nations by 8 p.m and ensure that you plan to be in church tomorrow. I am Sharifa from Kenya, and I'm blessed this morning, invited by my friend um, Vivian. I will join next week, Saturday, God willing. It holds every day. It's not only on Saturdays, maybe except you have programs from Monday to Friday. So we're good to have you. We are happy to have you join us. Welcome, esteemed. Sister um, Sharifa, Father, we thank you for our new family members. It's a beautiful journey for them. And yes, they have full recovery, as you have said, in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For Sister Toby and Sister, um, Sister Chidema, oh, you give them donations as their birthday present, Zakabaya. The scripture that came to my mind immediately as I was praying for you, is when he says, he says, what do you want? He says, nations as presents. Go and get that scripture. It is for you. Sister Toby, there's an international job coming for you. I, I just saw it. I just saw it. You see, because you need to be able to interpret scriptures and the word of God as it comes to you. When he says, I give you nations as presents, 
it can mean several things. It can mean several things. It can give you a deal, an opportunity with international presence. Balako Sakataya. It can cause you to work in an organization with international presence that affords you the opportunity to travel around the world. So get ready. It's a beautiful year altogether. Congratulations, esteemed celebrants. I love you. And we love you. Esteemed Sister Oge Nkere, can you help us handle our testimony segment? Yes, ma'am, I can. Thank you so much, ma'am, for All this right, opportunity. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. And it's our testimony segment, testimony time, blessing time, glory to God. Thank you so much, dear Mr. Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment of our devotion. Right now, just call on um, the sister, uh, Mr. Healy, please. You can just go ahead and share with us your testimony. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. So I'm not going to take time. So on Monday, it was supposed to be my work. Um, off day because we had series of program throughout the weekend. I was retiring in church. So I had some copies of Rhapsodies. I've given them out. I was at the bus station. So I now enter the bus, going to a secretariat to get to the office and get more Rhapsody and come back. So I had one copy with me. I was sitting in front of the bus. Then oh, there's a lady sitting by my side and the, and the driver. So I found myself. I was listening to the um, prophecies for New Year. Then I found myself, when it got to where Pastor was saying, um, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. I said, saying it. Then next night I jumped and I said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because I'm, I'm, I'm preserved and protected. He that keepeth me never sleep or slumber. He that keepeth me never sleep or slumber. At the seventh time, when I was about saying that the seventh time, the Holy Spirit said, put the wraps on your chest, hold it. At the seventh time, as I raised my head, I saw a guy crossing the road. He had um, a wrap of Ibu in his hand, smoking. Then he was trying to avoid the jeep coming with speed. And the bus I was into was coming with speed. Then the next thing, he landed in front of our, the bus I was sitting in. The side mirror, I'm not even seen out the seventh, he that kept me never sleep, no slumber. The side mirror just broke. And entered into the bus. It was meant to land on me. It landed on the woman. The guy landed on the windscreen. The windscreen shattered. The boy he was smoking fell into the bus on the woman's dress. Family, nothing happens to me. As in, not even a piece of the glass dropped on my body. But the lady beside me, her face was torn. The driver face. The two people behind. Then the driver was trying to like struggle to stop the bus. A trailer behind hit the bus behind. The glass behind broke. All the new people sitting at the back. Road safety went on the road. At that new garage at um, Bega, the bus now stopped with speed, with force, I mean. And they were not stopping other cars. They were able to pull the car, the bus, to stop at the, at the corner of the road. I kept saying that I kept never sleep, no slumber. I was shivering. I started speaking in tongues. The road safety, people came, rushed, and opened the bus. I came down. I kept speaking in tongues. They were able to was looking at me. Boy, you're the one sitting at the very edge when this thing happened. Nothing happened to you. 
all of a sudden, one of the road safety guys now came and said, are you a Christ Embassy member? I can see Rhapsody. I said, yes. He said, no wonder that this Rhapsody always protect people, that he's been on the road and he sees things happen. I started speaking in tongues there and then. People were looking at me. I kept saying, he that keep me never sleep, no slumber. As people were looking at me, I don't know when I turned up, it's like, I serve a living God. Oh, like, yes, you can see it. Yes, you can see it. There instantly, I led four people to Christ. Then the next day, I went to that same spot. I entered an Uber. I told the Uber man to stop. I just stood there to give God thanks. As I stood there, people rushed out. The, the buses, um, very good that parked there. That is a parked garage that we stopped. Now I came out. You know the lady that that happened yesterday. Are you aware that most of those people are at the hospital? I said, yes. One of the guys now said, that book you were holding, you have another one. I said, yes, I gave him. I laid him to Christ. Honestly, he that keepeth us never sleep no slumber. You know, our words are powerful that we always, um, it seems that Makati Jesus here, your confession, your words, and a man of God said, speak words. I'm so grateful to God that I came out safe and sound and I even led to Christ at that same spot. Glory to God. Thank you, family. Thank you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Indeed, he that keeps us never sleeps nor slumbers. Angels on assignments. Oh, hallelujah. Congratulations, dear esteemed Healy Praise. And do you notice something about her testimony? Even in that situation, some people would come out and be in shock. She was not even in shock. She came out, she was winning souls, sharing rhapsody. Oh, our God is indeed gracious and kind. Super congratulations, dear esteemed Healy Praise. God bless you, ma'am. Oh, hallelujah. Over to you now, dear esteemed Sister Lagos Joy. Share with us your testimony. Um, praise the Lord. I want to say a very big thank you to esteemed Sister Maka for this opportunity and privilege to share God's wonders in my life. I just want to bless I'm I just want to bless God for God's faithfulness in my life. You know, there have been, like I said earlier, there have been a lot of growth in my life. And there has been, a, there was just shocker in my life in December 2023. You know, like the amount of things I received and the amount, the, the, the money, the increase in my finances and the money that came in for me in December is unexplainable. It's something I cannot explain at all. You know, apart from my, I gave, I gave, I gave my tithe more than what I received in December. I gave my tithe more than what I received in December. And I'm grateful to God. I gave my tithe more than what I received in December. And I'm grateful to God. Like there have been so much increase. I could remember uh, when my cell leader told me to pay for NEA and all that stuff. So I wasn't even contemplating. I said I was going to give. I was not thinking of anything. And I said I was going to make payments for it. So I was also thinking I want to get something for my mom. I want to get something for my mom. I want to get something for the house. It's December. I just wanted to get probably a 25 kg bag and um, granite oil for the house. Um, granite oil, king's oil. So that I could remember when the supplier came and he came with an hamper, then he called me and gave it to exactly what I wanted. He just gave it to me that this and this, where is my car? And I smiled and said, okay, I have to keep it with the uh, security post. He also collected the 25 kg rice and the granite oil. 5k uh, kings five uh, five liter that i needed what was in my mind that i wanted to buy for the house he just gave it to me i had to keep it to the security 
And I could remember how almost five of my suppliers called me personally and said, send your account details, send your account. I've been working in my company for three years. Nobody has ever called during December period and said, send your account details, send your account details. And I could see that I gave so much. I was looking at what I give with the amount of things I give to people, my mom, my siblings, everybody. And I'm still screaming that. And I still have this much in my account. I remember when I would give my tithes, pay my seed and my normal thing. And at the end of the day, I'll be, I'll be broke. I'll be waiting for my next salary but there have not been such in my life again i can't i was just trying to record uh, uh, that there have been so much abundance in my life that they like i don't move i don't move at all i've been i've been doing so much things and i'm and i'm still in this super abundance i don't know how god is doing it and i'm grateful to the word that i've been learning here it's as if i'm just a christian now there have been so much calmness the word has made me so so bold I, like i've been so bold you know i don't pick offense on anything yes that days i'll pick offense and you know but I, I don't pick offense on anything at all the word of god is I don't know how to say it. I don't pick offense. I've been like, I don't know how to say it on anything. I've become so bold. There have been so many things that have, they've been attaching my name my name on in the office oh go and do this go and do that and i'm doing it you know i'm like i'm thinking i'm paying attention to details like what is the marker will say to us i'm paying attention to details i'm thinking i'm taking my time self-discovering taking my time not to you know not to even put my mouth in some things that I've, i'm bigger than you know i'm i'm just grateful to god almighty that's it i just i'm just a christian grateful to god almighty for increase in my finances especially increase in my finances of the things that come to me freely those are things that we have like some difficult things that you know you think that oh god how do i go about this how do i go about this but these days now they come to me freely people remember me and said oh joy i want to do this for you oh joy do this oh joy i'm just so grateful to god i'm grateful to inspire by the world i'm grateful to sister maka dr kel the way you read your absody you know everything is as if i'm just a christian and every day i keep sending links to my friends please join 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 there is so much there is so much here please join i'm grateful to god almighty and i want to say a very big thank you to sister maka i love you so much you don't know what you're doing oh. mm. you're raising nations and i'm grateful to you i'm grateful to everybody the co-host every one of us here in inspired by the world thank you so much thank you amen oh glory to god indeed we're enjoying explosive abundance harvest Ah, when it when it explodes, <laughs> it's just coming from every angle. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, what a beautiful testimony. Thank you so much for sharing. And I hope we got the principles that she sister Lagos Joy shared with us. She talked about paying her tithes and giving. And as a result of that, the harvest came in in full measure, fast Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Over to you now, esteemed sister Bridget. You can share with us your testimony, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank esteemed Sister Maka, especially for inspired by the word. I'm so grateful that I'm a part of this great team where the Lord really helps me to stay on course. This is a platform like no other. Praise the Lord. Um, I just want to thank God for for my life, for the word, you know, the word of God can be trusted. The word of God has integrity. Um, I want to thank God for, for the new life in Christ. Praise the Lord. 
it was um i would say the beginning of last year the year was so wonderful for me it began on a wonderful note praise the lord the other wonderful of course yeah like things were very very wonderful from january to somewhere april yes so like i was believing god for for something um i was believing god for a job so in april i got a job but it was not all that yeah like it used to take a lot of my time at work i went for church i could miss certain services in church and the like and the part that i hated was working on a sunday I remember one time my pastor even telling me to say, you are not supposed to miss service. I was like, dear Lord, this, this job, if, if it continues like this, then I would have to, to, um, to resign because I cannot be working on, on Sundays. Praise the Lord. So um, that was during the month of meditation. I think that was August or so. Um, I applied for, for a job. I did this course. I graduated in 2018. And since then, I had not gotten a job um, in that area, you know. I had tried applying from different companies and the like, but to no avail, not even invitation for interviews. But in August, in the month of meditation, you know, I applied and I was called for interviews. I was like, yeah, Lord, there is hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I attended interviews in August. Um, September, October, it was quiet. November, that was during IPPC, I was called. Um, they were asking for the license and everything, uh, driver's license, and the Lord really helped me. I got and submitted. So towards the end of last year, on the 28th of um, December, I received a call. And I was on my previous job. And the, the way they had planned that week, I was supposed to work on um, on sat Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, which was uh, the first of January. Like I was supposed to work on the on the holiday. So I was thinking to myself, Lord, am I supposed to be at work this time that I'm supposed to be in church? You know, receiving the word of God, receiving Rema. I said, Yeah, Lord, help me. And during that very moment. I received a call from this new company. I said, yes, I got this. And the very day I said, Lord, I'm done with this company. That's how I just resigned from that old company. And I went to the new one. And I thank God, especially because the Lord has really given me the desire of my heart. Um, where I, I am working now, like there is room to do ministry. I only work five days in a week. And uh, if I plan my schedule very well, I can only work from um, maybe four to five hours in a day. You know, I'm free to do ministry. I'm free to do business. It's just amazing. And what I'm getting is it's way too far from what I was getting previously from my previous company. Indeed, the word works. And thank you so much, Sister Makama, for giving me an accountability partner who's so dependable, reliable, esteemed Sister Glenis. I love her so much. Um, and everything that we prayed for, what, what we've been praying for with my, my accountability partner, we have seen it come to pass this year. The Lord has really been gracious to us. Yeah, thank you so much, Ma. Over to you. Thank you. Amen. Congratulations, dear Sister Bridges. Oh, what an amazing God. 
He has given us the right to choose. Esteemed brethren, you heard she said she wanted a job that would permit, give her time to do the work of the ministry. She was specific in her desire. You know, that's what we read, <laughs> what we'll be reading from our book, Our Rights in Christ. And as a result of that, she got exactly what she wanted. Congratulations, dear esteemed Mr. Bridget. God bless you, ma'am. Over to you now, dear esteemed Dickiness Abosedema. Hello, Dickiness Bosema. You may need to unmute your mic, ma. Okay. Okay. Okay, so while we're waiting for Dickness Bosse to, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe in network or something, let's just quickly hear from Brother Paul Joshua. We'll come back to you, Dickness Ma. Okay, um, good morning. Hello, hello okay, good morning. Okay, Dickness is here. Good morning, ma. Brother Paul, just, yeah, thank you. We can hear good you morning. now, ma. Good morning. Is that a little Dickie, Wally? Good morning. Ah, okay, Dickie, sir. You're welcome, sir. Good morning, ma. Uh, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to express uh, God's love and his unusual way of looking out for you. Some few years back, I a job a job lost me, and I was even then I was always on the spot about the world. And there were several words that came from Sister Baka almost every other day. There was always something for taking. Now along the line, a a word came from God that I was going back to a job. I was going back to a company where I started my career. And it was, it looked, it sounded strange because I didn't understand it. It sounded very strange. So when the job came, it wasn't up to a month. We heard that Heineken that I started with had bought, up the, had bought over the place. So which means the prophecy just came true that I was going back to Heineken. Now, there were a lot of apprehension. If I go back to Anakin, am I going back to the role, the, the grade I was? Is there going to be promotion you know, and all that? But what kept coming that the reason I'm going back to Anakin is to be upgraded and to be elevated. And I held on to that. Now, before that, before this particular job came, I had a chat on LinkedIn with the human resource director who does not know me or has never met me. And she was like, she's sorry that she's in Amsterdam, that somebody else will take over my request. But nobody did. They left it at that. So now, Anakin has brought us over. Yesterday, this same HRD came to visit my new, my organization to understand what we have and all that. And the moment they told her, they were, they were introducing us to the two of them. The moment they told her, this is Wally, Alessi she was like, oh, you again. We are now together. That is so nice. How are you? And I was wondering, hello, you never met me. It's just on LinkedIn. She said, we chatted on LinkedIn. And I was like, God, how could you have kept my name on our mind? It's been almost two and a half years. It's not, it's not supposed to be so. But I was so sure 
this was God. Because this is someone that can decide what your grade should be. You know, and I I get I got to meet her at the lobby. She came to meet me where I was. Now I was now to tell take them round my facility to show them what we have. And I still family, I'm barely two years old in the system. Barely two years old. I'm about a year and six months. And I'm the one they said should take them around. And these ladies are extremely intelligent. Um, the director of HR, the director of corporate affairs, they kept asking me questions. Normally, when I take tours like that, in like 30 minutes, I'm done. But these ladies asked questions and took me one hour, 30 minutes to take them around. When they were done, they were like, when is that John? I told them, how come I know so much? I just smiled and told her, it's God. And I, that's something I always say. This is God. It's not about me being intelligent. It just puts the right word in my mouth whenever you ask questions. So like, oh, that's awesome. Well done. So when we were leaving, the other director that brought them now walked up to me and said, Wally, what you just did now is a solid performance. You are really, really you are blessed. You you hardly get such opportunity for an HRD to come and ask questions, and you answered every question. I just want to give you to go because every time his words comes, those words are not they are not ordinary. You need to hold on to them. You need to find a way to keep remembering what he has told you, so that when you are praying, you are all going to be able to recruit the demand that those things you want to see them. Prophecy should not be forgotten. It should be written down in a place where you can always see it. Thank you so much, Samaka. I love you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, dear Tim Dickin Wale, for sharing your testimony. So inspiring. And you know, something Dickin said that just struck me. He said, testimonies should be written down. It should not be forgotten. I was in a prayer meeting once and somebody said, testimonies, uh, uh, prophecy should not be admired. When you receive a prophecy, don't just admire it and say, oh, these words are so beautiful. You make war with them. Hallelujah. Um, Sister Victoria Olainka, please, can you just transfer host right to Esteem Stamaka? Can you make her the host? You just click on her name and then you see the option to make her the host. Okay, thank you so much. So right now we're going to be uh, hearing from Brother Paul. Brother Paul Ikechuku, yes, you can go ahead now and share your testimony, please. Thank you so much. Okay. Um. Good morning, family. Good morning, everyone. I want to thank God for um joining me with um this great family last year. I want to thank God because um the word of God so much increased in my life. My testimony is basically the increase of God's word in my life, and I want to thank God for um the impact of the Holy Spirit. You understand um being there's something very unique and about you doing something and the holy spirit is talking talking to you about something else you ought to do you understand i've seen that happens to me very well and just last week i remember that was on wednesday after wednesday service i came back home and i was taking my shower and while beating the holy spirit told me that after beating i should set a timer and speak in tongues for 30 minutes. And why speaking in tongues? I shouldn't ask for anything. I shouldn't even um, mention any English word. I should just speak in tongues throughout. So I said, okay, after beating, I called a friend. 
So I was like, join me, let's, let's pray. So we connected online and we prayed throughout 30 minutes. And she was like, what's the problem? I said, I don't know, because I did not have any um, request at that point to pray for. So we prayed and um, we, I slept off. Then very early in the morning, a very, very close friend of mine called me. He was like, ah, architect, um, something happened last night. I was like, what's the problem? So he was actually driving. So while he was driving, all of a sudden, he just fell asleep. Why still, why on the steering? That was the night we prayed, you understand? And I just thank God that nothing really happened to him. Um, the motor just crashed a fence and stopped immediately. There was nobody on the road while he was driving. There was no accident. He was unharmed. The motor wasn't even damaged very well. So I just want to give God praise for um, helping me to know the voice of the Holy Spirit when I hear one. You understand? This guy is a very close friend of mine. So this is my testimony. And I want to thank God for helping me to yield to the voice of the Holy Spirit and knowing his voice when I hear one. Thank you very much, highly esteemed Sister Macaulay. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. It pays to, to pay attention to the nudging of the Holy Spirit. Wow. The Bible says that he, you know, he prays for us through us. And the Holy Spirit needed somebody to intercede for his friend at that point in time when he fell asleep on the steering wheel. And thank God, our brother yielded and his friend had his, has a testimony today. Glory to God. So inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony, Brother Paul. God bless you, sir. So right now, I think, uh, Sister Victoria Olaink, I think you're next. Yeah. Yeah, you can go ahead and share your testimony. Good morning, highly esteemed family. Good morning, highly esteemed sister. Mika. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone. I'm here to testify of God's goodness and great deliverance over my parents. You know, on Wednesday, while I was praying, because for the 21 days of redemption, I took out time to at least pray in tongues for an hour or 30 minutes. So while I was praying that Wednesday, it was as though, if, let's say, a trance or a flash, I saw myself and my family, we were mourning. And I said, no, this is our year of redemption. There's no loss, there's no death. And I prayed seriously about it. And at 9 p.m., I got a call from my elder sister that my dad was involved in an accident. And they made it light, like, oh, he was involved in an accident. But immediately I heard that something in me was not resting. I was asking, what happened? Is he in the hospital? They said, oh, they took him back from the hospital that I should go and do local treatment. And now they're asking them, okay, what's the nature of this accident that is requiring local treatment? They say, it's like uh, his leg and his hand. Okay, what happened? I called my mom. She wasn't willing to say anything. By Thursday morning, I quickly put a call across. And I called and I learned that my dad, who just turned 69 on the 1st of January, had a broken leg and a broken hand from the accident. And then I asked them, why is he at home? Why is he not getting medical attention? My mom said, um, because 
they are not they don't want to be financial burden on us and i said no he's 69 like he's elderly he can't go through the um um local the pain will be so much but talking of a broken hand and leg you know my my dad um tried to speak and he said no we shouldn't worry i said daddy no because at that moment I lost my peace. I said, no, no, I didn't lose my peace. I was not willing to listen to what they were saying. I said, no, please let's get him to the hospital. Then my mom said, but the hospital, they took him to us, um, you know, sent him back. So there's nothing they can do. I began to pray. He was not really eating. He was not passing out urine. I said, God, please. By um, that Thursday evening, my elder sister called and said, and we should find a way to take our dad for estuary. And the beautiful thing is none of the, we, the children, are even close by to you know, go and see or help. We are all far away from them. So we agreed. We sent them some money. They should take him for an estuary on Friday yesterday. You know, And that Wednesday, while I was praying, the Spirit of God led me to the confession and the declaration pastor made during our seven. And one of the things that stood out, stood out for me in that prayer was a sudden change of estate and state. And while I was praying that when I heard there would be a sudden intervention for me, I said, amen. By Friday yesterday, we were able to get a car. We put we got fuel for this car to take my dad for an estuary. And because they, are, they reside in Kogi State and they are in Ajokuta, they said there's no hospital in Ajokuta that has any estuary machine that would run an estuary for him. So they already concluded they will continue. At that moment, I started to lean, I started crying, I started praying. I said, no, he must go to the hospital. He needs medical attention. And I called my elder sister. I said, this is what's going on. Is there anybody we can call? And she said, okay, let her call somebody that is in Lokoja, the state capital. And the car we put, we fouled, he refused going to Lokoja because of the kidnapping and arm robbery. In fact, those the, the incident going on there is not even captured on the news or anywhere. It's only the locals that know what's happening, how terrible it could be. And you know, at 4 p.m., we were already, all of us with the children, we were already like, God, we need a miracle. We just need a miracle that our dad has, he can't sleep this night in that pain. And my sister called someone in Lokoja and immediately the man said, don't worry, I'm going to take the ambulance of the FMC, I'm going to pick your dad. And by 7 p.m., my dad was picked from home. And then when they got to the hospital, the whole place was filled up. There was no place. The man pleaded with my mom that they should just manage on the corridor that um, he will be fine. And I'm so glad that he started getting medical treatment that yesterday. And I know that as we speak, he's going to get much better. And Sister Maka has also declared today as complete restoration. And that will be our testimony. And the height of this testimony is that my dad was going to, he went to church. They are also doing a 21 day prayer and fasting. So my mom, when she was breaking her own fast, I think around four, she said the spirit of God told her not to go to church that day with my dad. So when my dad called her and said, go and get dressed, let's go to church for prayers. She said she's not going, that the Spirit of God told her that she should stay at home. My dad even told her that, which Spirit of God, how can the Spirit of God tell you that you should not go to his house? Is God divided against himself? She said, no, she's not going, no, that she, she, she has heard and she knows that that's the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God is not lying to her, so she would stay back. And she stayed back. 
And when we received the news, we were all very grateful to God because for the impact to be so much that my dad broke his hand and his leg, if she was on that bike with him, you know, because he was another bike running to him while he was riding his own bike. If my mom was with him, we just want to thank God because we know that he would grant our dad a speedy recovery. Hallelujah. That's my testimony. Oh, glory to God. Congratulations on your testimony, dear Sinister Victoria. And yes, we have prayed and we have made declarations. Full recovery, full, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, perfect healing and, you know, strength for your dad in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations once again, dear esteemed. Right now we're going to hear from Sister Ijoma Priska. But before that, Sister Victoria, please, can you make me the host? Sister Victoria, if you can just transfer the host right to me, please. Thank you. Just click on my name and make me the host. Thank you so much. Sister Ijoma Priska, over to you, dear Stima. Sister Ijoma, your, your mic is still muted. Okay, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Thank you, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. I'm so grateful to God to share this testimony today. And it's something I noticed most of um, the testimonies we're receiving today was has been on divine protection. And when just about just about when you called my daughter, I was like, dear Lord, I think this has just been one of the biggest blessings this week. I think on Monday, I'm not quite sure. Monday or Wednesday, um, Got to the office. Daddy was really, he started out really beautifully. He had um, joined the devotion for that day. Then I think when I, on my way to work, I I shared Rhapsody with people. As soon as I got to work, I think I was about listening to the message for today, but I had just entered two minutes into the message. My office has, um, it's like a long block. But it's partitioned in four pieces, four offices. So I heard a loud noise in the first office. Now me, I was thinking, whenever I hear sounds in the office, I think maybe rats and cats or maybe snakes. So I was wondering because, but this sound was so loud, and it just continued, continued. Like what's going on? Oh, took off outside the building. It got to be that the next compound, the next building had their GP tank just by our fence, where the offices are. Then that day, the GP tank kind of fell and emptied itself into the first office. Now the picture is that this water that fell came with so much force, it broke through the roof, the ceiling, down exactly at the point where one of our colleagues, if she was sitting down there, would have been a different case because it was right on her space, just right in on top of where she was sitting. And I said, Dear Lord. Then the person that was there, it's very the impact of this. Now, the office that was badly affected, nobody was there. It just broke through. Like, I don't want to just paint this more picture, but it was so bad. Now, the next office in the, the next, because that's the first office is partitioned into two. The next office, the water came in so much that it pushed. The lady that was inside, now the testimony that she took, she just finished, the Spirit of God just prompted her 
to pray in other tongues. Like she just made declarations that everyone around her is protected. Everyone around her is protected. And like she had just barely said amen when she started on the door. The sound came out. The water pushed down to the ground. In seconds, the entire place was flooded. She was just literally wounded, but the disaster was so much. And my office is just the next one. Oh, thank God, because yes, that was on that, that was supposed to be that because it was work hours, but we're well into work time. Now, this was around 10. So everybody was supposed to be on their seats, getting work done. She wasn't seated there. She wasn't there. The case would have been different. As in the case would have been different. Because I was telling the only way this lady would have escaped what would have happened to her was if they literally, physically unfolded their, their, their wings or the Holy Spirit raptured her away from me. And I want to thank God for the life of my other colleague who was there. Thank God that she wasn't there with her kids. Maybe school just opened her. Maybe that being that thing she said, let my kids just come and deal with me. Thank God that nothing happened to her. She barely escaped this scratch. What it was, what we didn't have. It was just this. This way you hear this. It's a story where you hear it looks like a lie. So I saw with my eyes. I'm not saying it was the right protection. What did is that suspicious and made it to that? But that's just in order to shape to do. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank God for divine protection. Indeed, he that keeps Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. You know, and while she was sharing her testimony, I just remembered a message that Pastor Priest saying that wisdom is a force. You know, all of a sudden, you just discover that instead of you to be, like she said, if this was around 10 o'clock, this thing happened in her office. People should be on their desk sitting and working, but people were preserved. You know, and it also pays to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is prompting you to pray, please pray. When the Holy Spirit is prompting you to speak a word of protection or a word of declaration, please. If you, you look around yourself and you say, oh, but there's nothing happening around me. you That word, that one sentence you see may just be the difference between life and death for somebody or even yourself, because that lady in her office made that declaration. She did Before she even said amen, the water came and pushed her, but her life was preserved. Oh, what an inspiring testimony. Thank you so much for sharing. Dear esteemed sister Ijoma, God bless you, ma'am. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Over to you, dear esteemed uh, brother Oluwa Tobi. Let's, let's hear from you. Oh, sorry, sister. <laughs> Fine. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's fine, man. Thank you. Good morning, yeah. everyone. Thank you so much. I'd like to first of all say thank you to my highly, highly, highly esteemed sister Amaka. I love you so much, ma. Thank you so much for everything you do for me and your prayers. I love you, ma. You know, like, I'm thanking God for another year. And it's just so amazing. When I look at my life, how I've grown how the Holy Spirit has been at work in me, how, like, I just, like, I, I can literally feel, like, feel him every day. Like, he talks to me every day. Whenever, be, like, before, whenever he talks to me, I'm like, oh, is it him? Is it my mind? Or, but now, like, take him seriously. I, I, I know his voice, and I'm so grateful to God, because when I say things, even at home, I can just, like, Think like can just talk to me and I just say, okay, this is going to be 
my mom was like, oh, really? I thought about this too. Or, oh, really? They said it's still in my church. I'm just, because sometimes I'm like, ah, it's just amazing. And I just want to thank God for loving me so much that he always sits with that. He speaks to me every day. Like the peace of God that is at work in me, I cannot, even, I cannot even explain it. I'm just giving glory to God because every day of my life, it's been glorious. It's been amazing. Even at work, people that we receive the same salary, they know I come from far. And they'll be like, wait, how are you doing it? I just told them that God cannot allow me to suffer because I spend more than them and it does not show. And it just, it, it's just so amazing because my life has been from glory to glory. Even me go, I don't, when I need anything, it surely come out. It's reason that I may, I may be going to work. I may not have, maybe I don't have travel fair as at that time. Even if I don't have cash as at that time, I know that I'm just going to go because the money just come. I, I'm not like trying to say, oh, I will call someone. The money will just come. Someone can just say, oh, I say. I just know that anything I want to do, the money just come. Like, it's just amazing. It's the level of trust I have. <laughs> I can want to go out now. I know that nothing's going to, like, money will just come. It's just amazing because I, there's no fear. There is no, there, it's, it's been from glory to glory. I remember then when I used to be scared of any, like, but now, the 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 is just amazing. I I don't know how to explain how, how I feel, but I just want to thank God for seeing to you that Toby, your your life is going to be different and great. I just want to give glory to God. Yesterday I was when I was praying, I counted my blessings from one year till now, and it's been amazing. I can see that, you know, it is visible that my life has been from glory to glory and i'm just so much excited about this new year because for this few for the past years to be like this hey it's just going to be from glory to glory i want to thank god for the people that have come into my life i want to thank god for stamakashi that she's now my new cell leader i want to thank god that in my family like i'm able to stand strong I just want to thank God. I want to thank God for people see my life and give glory to God. I want to thank God because people who want to be with me because of they say that, like, they just see the glory of God in my life. I just want to thank God. People give to me and be like, oh, I just want to give you. I want to give because I know you are praying for me. I just want to thank God. I just want to give glory to God. I just want to thank God for another beautiful year. Ah, it's, 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 it's just glory. It's just glorious. It's just glorious. So many things to thank God for. But this one, I want to particularly say thank you for this new year, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm ready. I'm ready for so much things that we're going to, I'm going to do through the Holy Spirit guiding me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you so much again, Sister Maka. I really, really, really so much do love you. Th thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Everyone. Glory to God. Congratulations, dear Sister Toby, on your testimony. Wow. You, you really, really do so much love, Sister Maka, as well. <laughs> Congratulations, Sister Toby. Okay, so because of time, I'm going to just move right on to dear esteemed Sister Pell. Just go ahead and share testimony with us now. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. I hope I'm being heard. Yes, loud and clear. Okay, good morning. I want to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for all that she does, from being very intentional with our growth, our spiritual growth. 
you know, I want to especially thank her for all the tax that, you know, she comes up with just to ensure that we're living the Christian life. I would say that this year I made up my mind that I was going to follow through every tax that come this year because I knew how it was for me last year. My job is a very, is a very busy one. It is one that you, when you are on, you cannot afford to do any other thing because you need to be alert. It's, it's a very sensitive job. Any slight mistake, before it will cost you the job, it will first put you in prison. Then you would lose the job afterwards. You know, I shared a testimony sometime last year about how I got into you know, trouble because of a little mistake that I made and I was vindicated. So um, my testimony, the Holy Spirit actually said I should share because it has not really uh, materialized, but because of the tax, you know, it seems that Maka was saying when we're taking the communion today, she says, some of you, you don't even know what's, you know, have been stolen from you, what the devil has taken from you. So I've been on this job, this is my fourth year, and I am still a contract staff. I know I've mentioned this before. So when I got employed on the contract form, it was written that after three months, I was going to be confirmed. Now, three months passed, and I'm in my fourth year. Around my second year, a new colleague came, she was employed, and in less than six months, she was confirmed. I was wondering, what was I not doing that, you know, she was doing and she got confirmed? But I found out that there was really nothing because I could remember several spot awards that I have gotten for being excellent on my job. Some recommendations, you know, applauds, accolades I've been getting. So I knew that it was not because I was not working well. But somehow I decided to let it go. The only justification they gave was that, oh, um, our brother-in-law is a senior stakeholder in the company, so they had to give her that honor and so on. So, I mean, I know get brother-in-law for dinner. I said, no problem, but I have God. And so I just kept on praying. I spoke to Stamaka about it sometime, and she told me what to do. It's been on and on and on like that. So last year, I was, I confronted my manager and I said, what is delaying my promotion? What's delaying my confirmation? And he said, oh, there's a global freeze. The company is not hiring again at the moment. And so for now, your confirmation is going to be put on hold. And he said, he doesn't know when. It's indefinite. I said, eh, okay. Global freeze, Abby. We go defreeze No problem. So I kept praying. I would speak to my job. I would speak concerning my confirmation and all of that. But it was as though nothing was happening. I was just there collecting salary. And at a point, he called me and said, would you want to work somewhere else? I have a contact so I can just give the person your number. You go for interview and they employ you. I came back home and I prayed about it. And the Holy said, don't go anywhere. So I told him I was not interested. And I asked him, is my job at stake? Am I going to be asked to leave? He said, no, that will stay. But we don't know when the confirmation will come. I said, no problem. I kept on and on like that. So this year, Pastor said it's a, year of the, it's a year of redemption and I was excited in my spirit, you know, and I was looking forward to recovering all the years that this company have deprived me of my confirmation and everything. And to, 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 it makes it more interesting to know that it's not even sitting with the HR because one of our people's function person called me and said, Pearl, have you spoken to your manager? It's supposed to have been confirmed. So I know that it is something that is even sitting with my department. You know, so I just said, this year is my year. I'm going to get it, you know, and all. 
So I was observing my whole days when a colleague of mine called me and he said, Pearl, sorry, I've been concerned about something and I want to ask you, I want you to just tell me the truth. And I said, ah, what is it? Hope there's no problem. Hope I've not done made a mistake again. And I said, no, that's how much am I receiving? How much is my salary? You know, in the office, people don't like to say their salary, you know, because we always, we all receive different salaries. So it is according to the time you were employed. So if they employ you after somebody else, you would receive lesser than the last employed person. So I told him, you know, I said, are you sure? I said, yes. He said, Pearl, do you know what I'm asking? That he found out that two coppers, two coppers that came to serve in my organization recently, that um, after their POP, they got retained. I found out that they have been receiving more salary than I have been receiving. I said, it's a lie. And then he told me the amount that he overheard both of them talking. And the senior one, I even said, no, uh, the money is not complete. Now they cheated you. They are supposed to activate. And it's like almost 80% higher than my own salary. And I said, hey, God, I was just thinking about confirmation. I did not know that other things were happening behind me. So I knew that night I got very emotional and I found myself crying. But then the Holy Spirit said, it's your year of redemption. Just relax. Don't cry. I said, okay. I wiped my tears. I was to go for an ending praise that day, that night. We had one night. So I just summoned courage and I went to church. I said, hey, Lord, what is all this? How can two coppers, they are even coppers. They did not even employ them as contract staff. Coppers be receiving more salary than I am receiving. So I wanted to call them, but the guy said, see, you have to protect me. You know, this information is very, very sensitive. You cannot just let it out because they want to find out how you knew. So apparently they've been doing this and they told them to keep quiet so that I would not hear. I said, no problem. I prayed. And the day I resumed work, you know, I just went and I was smiling with everybody. The Holy Spirit told me the day before when I went to shop for some new clothes and said, buy them something. And I bought the two of them things and I gave them. So as I give them, I stylishly ask the new copper, the, the, the new Western, I said, ah, how much did they put on your contract form? She, she told me, and I confirmed it there and there. I said, okay, I was not going to discuss with anybody about it because it's, it's as though they are not doing anything. Well, God, you know, and I leave it with you. Then three days after, my manager now called me to his office. And he said, um, Pearl, how are you? I said, I'm fine. Then he started apologizing, the global freeze, the this, the that. I said, so are we going to go with that again this year, global freeze? Is it not yet time? Have I not served enough? If at all it was even punishment. Hey, the punishment, is it not okay? I think I should have my promotion and my confirmation. And I said, well, you know, the, it's, the freeze is not like the way it is. So we are looking forward to something. But unfortunately, you have to sign another contract form. I said, sign another contract form. He said, yes, but hopefully this will be the final year, the last year. And I said, it's not me and you. I said that in my heart, though. I said, it's not me and you. I didn't have that agreement with God. He gave me the contract form. As I looked at it, it stated January 1st to 31st of January, 31st of December, 2024. I said, eh, one full year again. Impossible. So I just took it. I signed and I said, no problem. I know what to do. And the next thing he said was, eh, eh. I noticed something. I said, what is that? He said, how much is your salary? And I told him. And I said, uh-uh, that's pretty small. How come these um, two later employees are receiving more than you? I said, gang, And I said, Pearl, why didn't you bring this to my notice? I said, I didn't know. 
I just got to know. And I tried asking, you know, the senior one, and she was very diplomatic about it. And said, don't worry, it's a personal thing. So they might not ask all three of you that I can, you know, check. And so he did. And he found out that truly they were receiving more than I, more than I was earning. And then he told me, Pearl, this cannot be. They are not supposed to. It's not possible. And I said, at least God is working on my behalf. And then he spoke to HR and he told me that by April, when they will be doing the salary review, that they cannot fix it now because of the salary review in April, so that they don't add a particular percentage. And by April, the percentage will be more. So we'll just lie low till April. But he has written to them and told them that by April, my salary has to be increased. And though he didn't mention this, but I added it and I said, all my areas, you know, we've been declaring that we are recovering all that we have lost. You know, the Lord is daily loading us with benefits. All our benefits, our areas, we are receiving them. I said it. I kept those contracts from in my rhapsody. And every day I declare, every day I declare, I speak the word. So when Sister Maka was, was ministering today as we we're taking the communion, I was like, dear Lord, this is me. This is my situation. This is my case. And there's going to be a big testimony because by April, I'm not just going to receive um, a new salary that will be now be higher than theirs. No, for these four years that they have cheated me, they will calculate all that money and they will send it into my account and I will receive it. I've not heard of it before that they did something like that, but they will start with me. It will begin with me. And I'm so confident that God is going to do it. In fact, God has done it already. I'm so confident. And you know, the Holy Spirit was just telling me how that, uh, just be grateful. I look at them and I'm like, okay, I'm the least paid staff, but if I calculate the money I give for part Partnership. It's not even compared to their five month salary put together. How am I being able to do this? It's how God has been daily loading me with benefits. It just compensates me, you know. Every day as I work, a customer will say, Oh, I like the way you attended to me. Can you send your account number? Oh, I like the way you this. The other day, they called me from another department that somebody sent um, rice and oil to me, a bag of rice and a carton of oil. The customer I have not met. I only replied the customer's mail, and the person was so satisfied and did that. So I just want to be, I just want to be give God thanks for the ones that he's doing already. I want to thank him for the benefits that I daily receive, you know, and how I've been taking this tax seriously and I've been seeing the benefits in my life. Glory to God. Thank you all so very much. Oh, glory to God. Thank you so, so much. Apologies for that um, break in transmission, dear esteemed family, due to some technical glitch at the background. Thank you so much. What an inspiring testimony, dear esteemed Sister Pell. Wow. 
we're recovering all, even our daily benefits, everything that is accrued to you, you're recovering it all, full measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So right now we're going to be hearing from esteemed Sister Ifoma Wiki. Over to you, ma'am, as you share your testimony with us this morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where we are connected from. Thank you, Stamaka, for the opportunity. Yeah, my testimony is a, a gift I got. It was really mind-blowing for me because uh, as of December, I noticed that after I left hospital, that my deep freezer wasn't working again. So, and over here, anything that is not working, you're not going to like say that it's gas or something. The money that you're going to use to repair it is more than the money that you used to get a, you know, a new one. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ask my brother to give me like 200 euros. Let me add, because the one I saw was about 500 euros. My brother was like, are you not going to check from Facebook? I said, no, I said, I want a new, you know, I want a new fridge with freezer. It would just store one. He didn't listen to me, just ignored me. So I was like, when I came back, they've not paid me. They've not paid us for like, this is the fourth month now. And we're in a Western world, Nigerian embassy. I was like, God, how am I going to do this? I just keep hearing in my spirit, men and angels are favoring me. You know, that's our confession. I was saying, men and angels are favoring me. I just chatted one of our brothers. I said, I was, I was coming back. I said, please, can you pick me from the airport? He said, okay. When we are going, I just said, ah, Larry, do you have a freezer? Do you have fridge and freezer in your, your, your house? He said, yeah, he has. So when he came to my house, I was like, how are we going to do this? Can you help me sign contract? You know, let me be taking it. I will pay him small, small. He said, if Omar called me, I didn't call him, he called me. He said, if he, that he has a new brand in the fridge with freezer, that he wanted to send it to Nigeria. But since I'm in need of it, he's going to give it to me. Lo and behold, okay, before I was moved to the hospital two days ago, he called, I called some persons, they went and carried the free, as in a very a brand new. As in tear, tear, tear leather, tear rubber. everything is intact. The the tall fridge with freezer as I wanted it, and my ten years warranty is even more than more than five hundred euros if you convert it to you know you be able to. I was screaming like, I said, I say, God, is it this one is wisdom fortunate because I just said let me tell him not that you know I was like. The, the wisdom just flashed. I said, I just sent the message. And I want to thank God. I've gotten what, you know, men and angel, men favored me. I've gotten the, the, the freezer, the fridge that I want. And it's a brand new, without any one, one cent. I didn't pay any one cent. I didn't pay any one euro. So I want to appreciate God. And I want to thank God again for the, you know, full recovering my health and everything that I've lost because of the, the challenge. Thank you, Sim Stamaka. Thank you so much. God bless you all and I love you all. Amen. Hallelujah. What a beautiful way to start the year with Lega <laughs> brand new freezer. <laughs> Indeed, we are favored of the Lord. Anything it is that we desire, our God is more than able to grant it to us. Super congratulations, dear Wiki, for your on your testimony. And I would like to say congratulations to all our testifiers. And you know, while the testimony was going on, it, it, the Spirit of God just brought a scripture to my heart where he says, 
the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if you've heard the testimony here, that you have desired, that is a prophecy to you. You've listened to the principles and the, and what our esteemed brethren did that brought about those testimonies. You can do the same and you will definitely come back with the testimony. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, dear Simster Maka, once again, for the opportunity to handle this segment. I'll hand over to you now, man. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Esteem Sister Oge. And I want to say big congratulations to all the testifiers. It can only get better. You know, the word of God would always produce for you that which you desire if you stick to the word. And thank you for inspiring us with your steps of faith and with the results that came afterwards. Congratulations to you and many more testimonies abound. All right, Esteem family. It's been a beautiful time. Thank you for staying till this time. The Lord bless you. And by this time next week, testimonies are bound for you. You will have testimonies, amazing testimonies to share. Glory to God. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right, we've come to the end of today's devotion and testimony segment, and I'd like us to meet our mics as we share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God. Amen. Amen.